I would like to welcome Professor Jan Václavik, Head of Department of Internal Medicine and Cardiology at University Hospital Ostrava, Czechia. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, good morning, everybody. At the recent European Society of Hypotension 2022 Congress, you held a lecture about the diagnosis of non-adherence in antihypertensive treatment. How big is the problem of non-adherence in hypertension management? In the recent years, uh, we started getting aware that non-adherence is a major problem in hypertension treatment. We know that the, the majority of patients with hypertension still do not reach their gold blood pressure below at least 140 over 90 millimeters of mercury. And in the last uh, years, we found out that uh, many patients do not adhere to prescribed drugs or drug regimen as they should. Uh, it was originally found in patients with resistant hypertension that a significant proportion of these patients do not adhere to antihypertensive medication. And uh, we can distinguish between, between partial non-adherence. It means that uh, patients sometimes do not take drugs or do not take apart prescribed drugs and total non-adherence. Uh, total means that they don't take anything at all. So we found out that the partial non-adherence is really frequent and it was found in about a third up to two thirds of patients with resistant hypertension. And total non-adherence, meaning that patients do not take any drugs, is between 5 to maybe 25 or 30 percent. So it's very common. So I would say, yes, we found out that non-adherence is a big problem and we try to target it in all the possible ways. And when shall we suspect non-adherence in a patient? What's your experience? Uh, the most uh, useful clinic clue, to my opinion, is uh, that the patient doesn't have uh, well-controlled blood pressure despite increasing his uh, antihypertensive drugs. If we add one or two drugs and the blood pressure doesn't change at all, it means he probably was not using the drugs. Uh, similarly, patients with resistant hypertension who are supposed to be using four, five or six drugs and have uh, moderate to severe hypertension, it also is likely a clue of non-adherence. And also possibly a patient who is supposed to be taking a beta blocker and has a rapid heart rate, you can say over 75 or 80 beats per minute at rest, is also likely to be non-adherent. And which methods do you suggest assessing uh, drug adherence? Well, well, in a clinical practice, the most reliable method is uh, direct objective uh, uh, chemical adherence testing. It means analyzing uh, serum or urine for the drugs we have administered to the patient and uh, checking whether the drugs are present in the, drug, in the serum or urine. So this is most objective, but uh, the truth is it's not available everywhere. It's still quite costly thing. But when it's available, I think it's the best we can do when we suspect non-adherence. But what should the general practitioner do when he doesn't have uh, chemical adherence testing? That's, that's a major question. I think we have uh, several other options. So one of them is the heart rate in patient who uses beta blocker, as I mentioned. Uh, we found out in our study that uh, patients who had uh, beta blockers uh, present in their, in their blood at significantly lower uh, heart rates, 
and we found out the cutoff about 75 beats per minute was quite discriminative for patients who do not use beta blockers. So if a patient is supposed to be using a beta blocker and has office heart rate above 75 beats per minute, is likely to be non-adherent. I think this is quite a useful clinical clue. Another option for a general practitioner is to uh, do witness the medication intake. So he tells the patient to come to his office in the morning and to bring his all used drugs with him and to ingest the drugs uh, with the presence of a doctor or a nurse. And then we either monitor the blood pressure during subsequent few hours or give the patient a device for ambulatory blood pressure monitoring. And we can see that sometimes the blood uh, significantly decreases and sometimes even patients have hypotension because they were not using the drugs at home. And after they ingest it uh, in a controlled manner, uh, they have really lower blood pressure than before. And do you think about the exploration of the patients uh, during a consultation? Well, uh, there are some clues, like if the patient doesn't come to the visit as, as, as appointed, he misses the visits. And uh, also the patients with lower social economic status are, to my opinion, sometimes more likely to be non-adherent. In our country also there's a problem that patients are sometimes pretending and, and trying to stay, remain sick. So they deliberately do not use drugs to have high blood pressure and not to have to work. So, but these patients are quite uh, obvious to be seen because uh, they are, have not been working for several months or years. And uh, you can usually see their social economic status is a bit lower. And in your opinion, how can we improve adherence in the clinical practice in general? And how can improve those patients who we explored and we found that they don't take their medication? Do you confront them or how do you handle the situation? Yeah, in general, it's very useful to use as much simple treatment regime as possible. That's also the reason why ASH put into their guidelines, they use fixed two or three drug combinations, prefer preferably if possible because also in our practice, we have shown that patients who use single pill, two drug or three drug combinations have much better adherence rates and uh, have much better blood pressure control. And despite the use of many, many, much less pills, they have better blood pressure actually. So the, the main clue is uh, to give as simple treatment as possible and effective treatment. So we use effective drugs, which are strong fixed combinations and these are usually successful and patient is satisfied and this satisfaction also helps to, to better adherence actually. Uh, what do we do if we find out non-adherence? I think this, this is one of the most difficult questions in today's hypertension management. I think uh, this is a thing where still you have to be a doctor and not a computer because every patient is different and uh, many patients have different reasons for non-adherence. So uh, in our practice, so when we find uh, in chemical adherence testing uh, that some of or more drugs are not present, I usually do another repeated testing to be really sure that a patient is non-adherent. And then I uh, tell the patient non-confrontational manner, okay, we analyzed the drugs in your serum and we found that the drugs or this drug is not present there. Could you comment on this? And most patients say, oh no, I've been using the drugs. Uh, I, they deny 
not to be using them. But the interesting experience is when they come for next meeting, they have much better blood pressure. And in majority of them, we found that their adherence improves also in, in, a, in a serum. So uh, despite they sometimes deny not using the drugs, uh, only the information that we found out that they were non-adherent, uh, patient says, okay, for the next visit, they will check again. And at least he has the white coat adherence that he uses the, the drugs for the consultation. In summary, what do you think? What can be a short message of your presentation to the clinicians? Yeah, uh, adherence is very important. It's one of the major limiting factors is in nowadays hypertension treatment. And we have to think of non-adherence when the increasing therapeutic regime or multiple drugs do not work and the patient has not blood pressure improving or controlled. And then we can have similar, similar options how to clinically detect non-adherence and we should use them as much as possible. And then we have to find the optimal way to communicate to the patient uh, what we found out. Thank you very much for the conversation. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for your invitation.